Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refills. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the bar? Well, like this. A little SEC shape-shifting. As it appears, Texas and Oklahoma may join the conference earlier than expected. Still working out the details as it looks like the four teams that are going to be joining the Big 12 are actually going to do it a year early, 2023. What do we have? We have Cincinnati heading into the Big 12, Houston, BYU, and UCF. So does that mean Texas and Oklahoma are going to head to the SEC early? It brings a couple of interesting dynamics into play. So we're going to talk about that. A little Del Rio dilemma as Jack Del Rio getting hammered, and rightfully so, for referring to the Capitol riots, the attempted coup, the January 6th insurrection is a dust-up. Now, you may disagree with who's responsible for it or point fingers as to the severity of it, but referring to it as a dust-up is just absurd. Ron Rivera fined him $100,000? Okay, Now we have Ed Reed, former Hurricane, former Raven, that thinks that's not enough. He needs to go. It's got to be a higher standard. I understand where Ed's coming from, but that's vengeance. Why? The Del Rio thing, as far as I'm concerned, Ron Rivera had the perfect reaction. Now, public angst and animosity, how Washington reacts to this will be interesting. So we're going to look at that as well. Also, now that, what, Charles Schwartzel? wins the LIV inaugural showdown or the inaugural tournament. Now what? Now we have vengeance coming out that people feel that, you know, the PGA suspended all these golfers from tour events. However, the USGA and the US Open, this is a different beast because these guys have qualified for it. Can suspend you from the tour, but the USGA and the US Open is something special. And when it comes to the Open Championship, Coming up in July, that's different too. So we're going to look at that, and these guys may still be playing in the majors. The we're going to see Phil Mickelson in it, probably not. But the likes of, you know, bring back Charles Schwartzel, Dustin Johnson, come back to the U.S. Open. He can play in it. Bryson DeChambeau can come back and play in it. So this actually, we've seen this before in other sports. So we'll look at that as well. All right. Remember, follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. You can also get a hold of us via the Harp on Sports Facebook page. Also, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, podcast, auditory route, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Apple Podcasts. The Del Rio Dilemma. When Jack Del Rio talked about January 6th is a little dust up and we need to be investigating these other things, Here's where you run into some problems with semantics, right? Or at least the approach. This is a hearing in D.C. because that's where this occurred. Now, when it comes in, he was pointing at the riots, the George Floyd reaction, burning of cities, burning of individual businesses. Look, some of that stuff needs to be investigated. But remember, those are jurisdictional things. It's up to the county. It's up to the local prosecutor to press charges. Those aren't federal crimes. If somebody, pick a town, any town, if somebody attacks and loots a bunch of businesses in Tampa or 
Miami or Jacksonville. Those aren't federal crimes. That's local jurisdiction. It's up to the prosecutor in each of those counties where those buildings reside to prosecute. So that's where it's different. Plus, this is the U.S. Capitol. This is Congress. It's not exactly the same, but it's very similar to hearings and discussions like Lee Harvey Oswald, the Warren Commission. It's very similar. The 9-11 Commission, it's similar on those fronts. So they should be doing this and not this. That, that's beside the point when it comes to this discussion. The crux of the matter here is this. You know, you have a defensive coordinator. This is why head coaches sometimes don't like assistants to speak because it just creates a mess. And professionally, Jack Del Rio has been a head coach for two different teams. You'd think, okay, well, he's, he's got this. He's got this figured out. He'll be good here. No. So Ron Rivera, what's he hit him with? The $100,000 Fine. Boom. Conduct detrimental to the team. And we kind of laugh about that because Washington, that franchise, may be the biggest mess in the NFL, and that's saying something. Think about the mess the Texans got themselves into with Deshaun Watson and the Browns have themselves in now. Think about just catastrophes that the Raiders found themselves in last year. Just think about all these franchises that have put themselves in bad positions. Washington may have the gold medal around their neck. So, this is one of these things that I look at from the perspective of Ron Rivera and say, yes, he needed to, he needed to hit hard. He needed to clap back. He did. Boom. He hammers it. Now what? Well, now you have Ed Reed coming out and saying, it's not enough. More needs to happen. It's just a dust up. Ridiculous. Ed Reed, you're right. Th- that, that phraseology is ridiculous. But I think the $100,000 fine in the public humiliation is justice in this case. It's not a court case, but in, in public opinion. How, now, look, everybody's going to point at Del Rio and laugh. At least rational people will. Because it's ridiculous. But, you know, well, he's got his right to freedom of speech. I, again, this is one of these things that always comes up when somebody says something and they put their foot in their mouth or something that one side agrees with, the other side doesn't. It's this. We talk about freedom of speech as opposed to freedom of consequences. If you had freedom of speech and you had a blanket immunity... You could say whatever you wanted at any time. Don't believe me? Go into a plane and yell gun. Go into a plane and yell bomb. And when they drag you off there, tell them about your First Amendment rights. It's all, what happened to the First Amendment? You have freedom of speech in this country. He's not, Jack Del Rio's not going to jail for what he said. You can lose your job for what he said. If you go in and drop an F-bomb, imagine you are a, a big wig at pick any fast food restaurant. And you come out and say, man, our restaurant chain, we're not that good anymore. We don't make very good food. Uh, it's not nutritious. It's bad. I can't believe people still come here. You're going to get fired. Were you going to say my First Amendment rights? No. There's some responsibility that comes with that. And now you have a group of people that told Colin Kaepernick to stick to sports, or LeBron James stick to sports, stand up during the National anthem. you don't have a right, are now on the other side of the fence saying, you can say what he wants, his First Amendment rights. He's just... Again, you're just moving the puzzle pieces around is all this is. It's like the match game is what it is. So, again, to me, I understand Ed Reed's anger because I look at this. I'm like, Come on, man. But this is a professional organization. If this were a college job, I think it'd be a little bit different because even though I know it's not true because it's not, I still believe college is the place where people mold people to get them ready for life. I know it's not always that way. Well, most of the time it's not that way. But it should be. So I, I get that in universities and endowments. I get it. This is still a business. 
So this is up to Dan Snyder and Washington and what they want. And here's here's the big rub on this. I think Dan Snyder and company are okay with Del Rio doing this in this instance. For this example, takes the heat off them for a lot of stuff right now. You know, there was talk a couple weeks ago about Dan Snyder and the other NFL owners may give him the boot. Dan Snyder's looking around now going, hey, man, you see what our assistant coach did? Oh, my gosh, it's terrible. We're not talking about me anymore. Should he lose his job for this? I wouldn't fire him. I wouldn't. Hundred grand. He issued the public apology. Did he mean it? I don't care if he meant it or not. You do this to your kids all the time, right? Get out there and tell them you're sorry. I'm sorry. Kid didn't mean it. Made him do it. That's what happened with this. It's fine. Got the $100,000. To me, of anything, not firing him and finding him hundred grand showed accountability without an execution. I liked how Ron Rivera handled it. We'll see what continues going forward. But to me, Jack Del Rio should stay. And anything other than this? Now, if they want to come out and say, look, the players turned on him. They don't trust him. We have a little bit of a mutiny in our locker room. Then I get it. He's got to go. But as of right now, as of right now, no. No. It's absurd and ridiculous. There are a bunch of absurd and ridiculous people all over this league. Everywhere. Okay. So, the real dilemma. Pause button is where I am on this one now. Shifting gears here to the SEC as we now see a little bit of a window that Texas and Oklahoma may be joining the conference a year early or we're going to have a weird Big 12 in 2023 where there's 14 teams in the Big 12. Either way, it looks at 2024, Texas and Oklahoma will be in the conference no matter what. But here's the thing with the go-ahead now. And Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, and Houston all slated to join the Big 12 at the start of the 2023 season. Now Oklahoma and Texas have a path to leave the Big 12 to come into the SEC. Extra revenue, more money. I actually have a blog about that, a blog, an article about this up on HarpOnSports.com where I talk about how the SEC should have their own college football postseason within the conference. Don't worry about being part of the college football playoff. The SEC should live in their own bubble. Check that out at HarpOnSports.com. But it goes to this point with these two teams joining this conference. That's a different discussion. But if the SEC gets to 16, if you're Billy Napier, you're Scott Strickland at Florida, if they haven't done it already, maybe they've already done it already. Scott Strickland and Billy Napier need to be in Greg Sankey's office or in his ear now. We want to host Texas to start this. Whenever Texas and Oklahoma come into the conference, Labor Day weekend, we want them. We want them Labor Day weekend. And I go through and I look at the schedule here a little bit. You know, in 2024... In 2023, if this happens next year, Florida hosts Miami Labor Day weekend. This is one of these things where you may need to move that game from Labor Day weekend in 2023 to Labor Day weekend in 2027. You may need to make that shift to get this done. If you're Florida, you have to get Texas or Oklahoma on the dock at week one, and Texas would be the better play. Here comes Texas and Oklahoma into the conference. You want them to come to your place. You go there, no. And here's the other thing, too. It doesn't make sense for Texas and Oklahoma to host games right when they join the SEC. 
what makes sense is Texas and Oklahoma go on the road to start because they're going to be an SEC environment, hosting a team, which is like a regular Big 12 game, a non-conference game. Oklahoma and Texas have to be on the road to start this. And depending on how the structure of the conference works, yeah, you may be making your schedule more difficult up front, but you you know Nick Saban and Alabama's like, we'll take Oklahoma or Texas out of the gate. Give us either one. And the crazy thing about this is in 2024, right? Is that what it is? 2023, Texas hosts Oklahoma, or te- excuse me, Alabama hosts Texas. Alabama takes on Texas to start the year coming up here in a couple years. So, look, you may just be sitting on a log with that one. You know, if they decide to move up the season, however they decide to do it, Texas-Oklahoma join early, and Alabama just happens to play Texas to start that year anyway, that's a moot point. Boom, it's done, and you can't do anything about it. But if you're Florida, we went Oklahoma. We went Oklahoma. For years and years and years, the SEC as a conference and its fan base loves to look at themselves in the mirror more than any other conference in America and talk about how fantastic they are and tell you how great they are. Oklahoma and Texas won't be able to handle our conference. Then show it. Prove it. Prove it. Out of the gate. Go. You're going to host Utah this year. Okay. The minute. The minute. Billy Napier, Scott Strickland, Greg Zanke, sit him down. The minute Oklahoma and Texas join, we want them Labor Day weekend to start the year. You can make that Sunday night. You can make it prime time. The biggest event. Heck, you can make it Labor Day night. Make it even bigger. But if you're Florida, you want to get your hands on Oklahoma or Texas to start. play. Oh, well, we're going to play them later on. Oh, that's just going to be great. New Mexico State. Yeah, I'll get the fan base energized. Got to play big game opponents now and big time opponents. And look, playing Texas in October, on October 12th, great. But challenge them out of the gate. That would do. Welcome to the SEC, Texas. Welcome to the SEC, Oklahoma. We want you in the Swamp Week 1, Labor Day weekend, whenever that happens. We'll see what happens. But there you go. Uh, again, you're going to have to move the Miami game. By the way, I looked at Oklahoma. The first year of this, Oklahoma is supposed to play Temple in their non-conference slate. So it may be easier to get Oklahoma into Gainesville than Texas. But go big, Texas, if you end up with Oklahoma. I mean, Florida, Oklahoma in the Swamp to start that run of Oklahoma in the SEC would be fantastic too. Other schools are going to want them and somebody's going to get them. And again, if the SEC, if the SEC were smart, don't have, you don't have Oklahoma host Ole Miss or, you know, Texas host South Carolina, not out of the gate. No, they're going to push for Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia is what they're going to push for. About ready to find out if you're Florida, this is, this is, I don't want to say the courageous thing to do. This is the smart business decision to do. This is the economical decision to do. And this is the prize fighter in you, what you do. You don't duck and hide. Come on, let's go. My place, let's do it. Let's dance. It's a winner mentality. Going to wrap with this. The LIV, new golf league, how what this thing's going to look like, I don't know. I You know, all I know is big money cash flow all over the place and what's funny about this is people talk about saudi backed oil and oh my gosh this is terrible and the money that goes into this stop it the the, the whole thing about the saudi prince and the oil that goes into this and these guys are terrible human beings for taking that you have no problem you have no problem with chinese kids or foreign laborers putting together iphones for you you have no problem with 12-year-old kids putting your iPhone together. You're going to scoff at this. 
What's funny about this is you have a bunch of adults tweeting out how awful it is that these guys joined this golf tournament because of Saudi money, and they're tweeting out on the phone a 12-year-old build them. <laughs> they're on the height of hypocrisy. It's like being a vegetarian walking around with leather shoes. Height of hypocrisy. But with this, and again, the impact of this is going to be down the road, not necessarily right now. What do I think? I think it fizzles over time. To me, this is a little a little bit like the Canadian Football League when the CFL was throwing around buku bucks. 30 years ago, I know it's tough for people to comprehend, but 30 years ago, Rocket Ishmael was the pinnacle of, he was Tyree Kill before Tyree Kill, right? And Rocket, Rocket Ishmael decided to go play in Canada rather than to play in the NFL. Go back a decade earlier. Herschel Walker, Jim Kelly, Steve Young, you had big names that chose to play in the USFL, Warren Moon, rather than play in the NFL. This has happened in other sports. You bet it has. So this whole thing about these golfers playing in this other golf tournament, oh my God, what are you going to do? It's happened in other sports. And, you know, I'm trying to think of one that may be more recent. It's not really more recent, but it happened with racing, right? IndyCar. Was it IndyCar and Cart? Was it the IRL and Cart? You had a big faction where the drivers split. That's what, just 20 plus years ago now. Over 20 years ago? I think it's 25 years ago. IndyCar and Cart split. So Cart went their own way and IndyCar went their own way. And the Indianapolis 500 lost a bunch of drivers. And yeah, it's awful and terrible. And, and I get it, but we've seen these things before. What What's the, the common denominator in all of them? Doesn't last. It doesn't last. Because in order to break up a monopoly like that or break up a league, you need something new and interesting and more inventive. The old old man is, figures things out at the end of the day. And the thing that they can figure out right now if you're the PGA is patience. Just wait. Going to go play in that turn. Going to go play in that tournament. Okay. Can't play in the Masters anymore. And that's the debate right now. Should they allow him to play in the U.S. Open? Well, the USGA runs this thing. It's not really a PGA thing per se. It's a UGA thing or G- USGA thing. So if you've qualified for it, they're going to let you play in it. It's a qualifying event. The US Open is a qualifying event. So if you qualified for it, you're going to play in it. We should kick them out. No, no, no. They're going to welcome these guys in. It's smart that the US Open allows these guys to play in it. Adds eyeballs. This whole thing, keep these guys out. Keep Dustin Johnson, DeChambeau, Charles Schwartz. Not if they qualify, bring them in. And if they win, well, what if they win? And then they win. Well, it, it's, ba- it's bad for what? Well, then those guys will just leave and go play in another tour. So, really, when you get right down to it, five things matter in golf. The four majors in the Ryder Cup. Well, the President's Cup. <clears throat> Sorry, no. It's nice, it's cute, but no. The players. It's neat, and it's fun, and it's the quote-unquote fifth major, and everybody's drunk, and everybody likes the, the 17th, and it's cool, and it's iconic, and it's it's a beautiful, picturesque course, but winning the players doesn't immortalize you. Winning majors does. Ryder Cup moments now will immortalize you as a golfer. So this, it's one of these things. What do you do? Just wait. Wait. I look at this, you know, the LIV, LIV lull. Oh, God, what do we do? We gotta... Wait. You know, and look, if they throw enough money, they throw $100 million contracts, enough golfers, you're going to pry a ton of them away. But even billionaires can't throw $100 million around again and again and again and again and again. They can't. You're running out of money. 
there's got to be an upside here, and the ratings weren't very high for this, and you didn't think they would be. Look, if if those golfers were with it, the PGA would be paying them that, or close to it, right? When you come up and you're making this much money, you're making 100000 somebody's going to pay you a million. Wow. So you're, you, the, the purse for this tournament is $300,000. They're going to pay you $4 million. Oh, my gosh, look at the money I'm making. That's not sustainable. It's not. Look at it like the economy. Look at all the stimulus checks that went out in the United States. What happened? The economy couldn't handle that. All that money came in. That buying power came in. What happened? Boom, inflation blows up. It's not sustainable. It's not. It's like sleeping or work, working and living on three hours of sleep a night. It's not sustainable, and that's what this is. Let these guys, the best golf, suspend these guys. Don't let them play in the U.S. Open. The best thing that the PGA can do is not do anything. Well, not that really they can. Don't do, let, these guys should all be allowed to come back and play in the U.S. Open. Come on. Suspend them from the PGA Tour. I get that. Part of the tour, you were a tour member. You're skipping tour events to go play over there. That's fine. But majors are separate. They are. And let's face it. 85% of sports fans only care about those anyway. If not more. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Remember, follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports, Instagram at Harp on Sports, Twitter, podcast available for you, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, the bar, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Check out the latest article uh, that I posted that we threw up there, why the SEC should leave the college football playoff, calling it Secession. SEC, get it? Sometimes I even amaze myself. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, both your friends.